Welcome to Teacher Talk with Chrissy Nichols, the podcast that offers real tools and real conversations to help you feel good about teaching and yourself again. As a teacher who has spent more than two decades in the classroom, I get it. I know you have a lot to do, so if you need help right now, book a free consult call at www.thechrissyconcept.com. That's the C-H-R-I-S-S-Y-C-O-N-C-E-P-T dot com. Now, let's get to the show. Welcome to episode 94 of Teacher Talk. I'm so glad you're here. In today's episode, we're going to talk and meet Gabriella D'Ambrosio. She's an education consultant. What is that? I didn't really even know until I spoke to Gabriella, who holds two bachelor's degrees and a master's of education from the University of Connecticut. She was a dedicated educator and school leader for over a decade in both independent and public schools before becoming an educational consultant. And now Gabriella links families with the right educational and therapeutic options for their children. Gabriella believes that every student deserves to find their people, to find a sense of belonging and support, and to become part of something bigger than themselves. You're going to love this conversation. Gabriella is so interesting. She has also attended schools in Mexico, Brazil, the UK. She grew up as a trilingual Uruguayan and American expat. And these experiences and diverse challenges inspired her to become an educational consultant. Enjoy this conversation with Gabriella. You are for sure going to want to know more about her. So I will link all of her Instagram and her email in the show notes. Enjoy this conversation with Gabriella. Gabriella D'Ambrosio, thank you so much for being on Teacher Talk. We are so excited to have you. Thank you so much for having me today. It is my honor to be here. Today, I just really want to talk a little bit more about who you are and what you do, especially in the edu space. I know you've worn many hats. Tell us just a little bit about your background in education. Like many educators, you get started much younger than you're legally allowed to work in the U.S. generally. So um, my educational space goes back a long time. And growing up in Brazil, Mexico, and the U.K. and the U.S., it was a lot of um, sibling students, stuffed animal students, and then babysitting. It grew to teaching swim lessons for kids with disabilities. Then I started teaching swim lessons for infants, and you cannot believe how three months old can swim on their own. And I just started growing my own educational business since I was 12, basically. So I've tutored since then. I tutored at University of Connecticut, where I went to university. I tutored the basketball teams, women's and men's. And um, after that, I taught in East Hartford. And it's no joke teaching in East Hartford. Um, there's a lot of jaded teachers in inner cities, and there's no money there, no resources, and there's a lot of violence and poverty. So what you see is just intense trauma everywhere. 
So that's kind of how it started. I was getting traumatized from being in my student teaching classrooms. My co- uh, my colleague and my friend, we would hold hands at lunch and cry and then not let them see because they were like seventh grade kids really eating us alive. So what happened was um, we started an initiative to heal ourselves through mindfulness and yoga, and then it just bled into the classroom. Your experience of especially student teaching resonates with me. I have so many teachers in my life who explain this sort of complex trauma of being in a classroom for the first time and what you're speaking to, I think is real. You've also had an incredible international background. Uh, You and I um, parallel in that we both uh, lived in the UK when I taught at the American School in London. That was my first sort of global gig. I know that you like to say um, that you think every student should find their people. Every student should find the folks that see and hear them. What do you think it was about your international time, Gabriella, that sort of helped you key into what you're doing now, maybe in the ed consultant sphere? It is a really good question because I went to many different schools. We moved every two years growing up. So I recall being um, silenced, misunderstood, um, for sure categorized by teachers and bullied extensively in certain regards. I have and always will have ADHD. And that's not something that's well understood in Central and South America, especially when you have a young, you know, white appearing Latina, American Uruguayan student in Spanish and Portuguese speaking countries, they're not going to see a learning difference. And they're not going to help you. It's It was the nuns that really annihilated my will to learn. I'm not going to lie. My brother and I would stare at each other across the dining hall with these huge eyes, just being afraid to go into the next class. And um, after that, I had much better schools where we went to Europe. Outstanding schools, actually. And it was really creative and inquiry based. And I got lucky, but we had some old teachers who would literally throw the board erasers at kids' heads when they got the answer wrong. And they would hit us with the rulers on our hands. Not super hard, but it, it was very old school. I swore to myself when I was going to be a teacher because I always knew is that I would be the teacher I never had. So truly, I have let go of what I've learned about teachers because I knew it didn't work. So I have just been the teacher I never had. And my students will tell you that. Well, I think you touch on shame, right? Um, Shame is such a big part um, and has been a big part since the Industrial Revolution of our educational model. And if there's one thing I'd love to do is really for all of us and My clients do this on the regular. Take a look at how they shame themselves, how they self-pressure themselves, how shame is present in the classroom because it's sort of in the water in which we're swimming as educators and administrators. But I want to ask you, Gabriella, a little bit more about your current role. Um, Well, certainly first, let me ask you, what did you love about teaching and your time in schools? And then I want to hear a little bit more about how you transitioned and um, what you do now. Okay, so fast forward through 10 
grueling years of being international baccalaureate coordinator at um, two different schools, one public in California and one um, international independent school in boarding in New York. Just in that time, my favorite thing has always been being one-on-one with the kids. Literally, even if we're having a disciplinary conversation, I would start with mindfulness because, you know, I always know that reverse psychology works the best. And if you just frame the conversation from a curious standpoint instead of an assumptive standpoint, then the students will immediately understand that they can share with you their struggles. And oftentimes, I identify with that struggle. I would have done what they had done if I didn't know the language at the school or I felt social anxiety or I was having a panic attack or whatever it was the kids did always had a very logical explanation. So it led me, so my favorite part was being with the kids, okay? Whatever that looked like. Awesome. Tell us how you transitioned to um, becoming an educational consultant, what that is. Maybe some of my listeners don't know what that is. So tell us everything about what you do now. Okay, so what I noticed was the intense level of anxiety that permeated throughout the classrooms. And when our students were coming from, um, they had to do COVID isolation, maybe three to six weeks, some of them before coming to our classrooms. And that in itself was very frightening to see the aftermath of that. So instead of just continuously driving our kids to the local hospital, our counselors we're saying we need other options. It's just not helpful. And then we can't take them back here because we can't support them. So I really set out on a mission and I called um, some local educational experts to find out where can our kids go? Where can we recommend our international parents to send them? And that's where it started. And it was really bumpy. You know, um, my mom's neighbor was my first client and she hired me to find a school for her son. And then it just expanded from that. I do executive functioning coaching too for adults and kids. And then my two other clients were EF coaches who needed a more um, supportive environment. So I've gone to over 70 schools since I started and um, it's been an incredible experience humbling for sure. There are programs out there that are right for every kid. And let me tell you, they are not easy to find. Mm. So you wear many hats, as you said, executive function coaching, really making sure each student is getting exactly what they need. You mentioned anxiety, but would you say one of your roles is really pairing the right school, the right program with that child and exactly what they need? Yes, it has led me to that point. So I now, I do placement consulting. I offer three options to parents if I'm able to. And really what I found since my 12 students have gone to their different programs in the last year is that they are coming out more authentic, capable, independent versions of themselves. And when I see them in that first Zoom versus their exit Zoom, I am just astounded at the growth. And you don't see that necessarily in public schools. Like it takes so long to have growth in such a sea of dissonance. So as long as you can bring it back to the center of the kid and help them regulate their nervous systems, they will learn better and the school day will go smoother. Yes, we all know that when anxiety and emotion is high, content 
there's no way that content's going to be able to get in there. So we need to sort of solve for that first. And your approach of the exact right fit for each student, I think is brilliant. Um, of course, you are in an amazing sphere and space. I don't know many educational consultants who have actually walked the walk and talked the talk and been in the trenches of teaching. You have, you see, as you said, over 70 different schools, programs, um, different modalities out there. What do you think teachers are really struggling with right now? What have you seen with your own eyes? Well, I have to go back just for a second and say there's no perfect fit for any kid or teacher, right? There's always really good fits and appropriate programs, but there's never a perfect fit. And that's something I had to let go. I think teachers, a lot of them are really organized. They like to see things the way they want them to, but we have to realize that the thing I see teachers and myself struggle with the most is accepting the fact that learning is loud, it's messy, and you don't have to be the sage on the stage to be a good teacher. And in fact, it's not good teaching. So reframing the paradigm of teaching has been a struggle. And that's it because you have all the tools and creativity necessary. Behavior management is not about being in control. It's about giving kids a role and a station in the room and so that they know exactly what their expectations are and how to behave and keeping them accountable, talking to them like adults, like you care about them and be authentic because they sniff out inauthenticity. The thing is, is that I think teachers have an impossible task and you're really on your own. So if you can stick together with other teachers and have a system, that's going to be the most important part. Collaborate and slow down because at the end of the year, what do you want your kids walking out of your room with? Do they need to have 12 books or however many chapters done? No, they need skills. They need to organize themselves. They need to come on time. They need to know how to respond to questions. They need to know how to play the rules of life so that they can get where they need to get. Well, that, I think you just nailed it. I think you've really spoken to the impossible task that teachers have. And I just want to ask if you could wave that magic wand, what would you love to create for educators? What do you think would make that job easier? Or what changes would you like to see in education? Big questions. I'm just curious to um, have your opinion on that. Okay, this is going to be so validating. I have the same skills and same approach that I've had for 10 years. You can do this too. It's about valuing your own skills and expertise. You really know your students better than anybody else in that building. So make sure that you use evidence, document, and data to get what you need because that is the only language that they speak. Well, thank you, Gabriella. Uh, where can we find you? I'm going to, of course, link everything in the show notes. But if teachers need to reach out to you, uh, especially if they're in the independent school sphere, which many of my listeners are and can be, where, where might they find you and your work? Okay, so I love Instagram and I'm expanding my social media presence to, oh, dare I say, TikTok. So I'll leave my links um, on your website for them to check me out. But I am Ed Consulting underscore GD on Instagram. And if you reach out to me, we for sure will have a conversation because I love to interact with everybody there. 
Um, I have really enjoyed this conversation with you. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It has been a pleasure and honor, and it is so difficult. Teaching is the hardest job. Nobody understands the level of teacher tired that you are every day. So remember, the mountain will be there tomorrow. Just go home and rest. You don't need to take your work home. Excellent advice. Teacher friends, I will see you in the very next episode. Have an amazing week. Thank you for doing everything that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode, teacher friends. If this podcast speaks to you, please share it. Share teacher talk with one teacher or administrator or educator in your life. To continue the conversation and have life-changing tools and resources sent directly to your inbox, join my weekly newsletter, Teacher Talk, at www.thechrissyconcept.com. That's the C-H-R-I-S-S-Y-C-O-N-C-E-P-T.com. There, you can also book a consult with me. That's a one-on-one conversation see if coaching might be just what you're looking for. Sometimes one call is all it takes. Have a great day in and out of the classroom, my friends. We'll see you next time.